welcome everyone into the Big Ten versus the SEC podcast. We are your hosts, Jeremy and Roxanne. Our show covers all things Big Ten and SEC football. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Welcome back. This is part two of a 15-part mini-series we're currently <laughs> running. Christ. No, it's uh, not. <laughs> So if you uh, haven't listened yet, you might want to pause it uh, and go back and listen to episode 103, where we read word for word uh, Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Today, we cover some latest news, specifically around the SEC. Not a lot going on newsworthy uh, with the Big Ten, but we got a couple things to hit with the SEC. We'll be finishing up uh, the rest of the teams that we kind of started in 103, the over-under course that is brought to you by FanDuel who pays us absolutely nothing to promote their name uh, so, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut you off right there Georgia. Georgia is losing the running backs coach Del McGee to Georgia State where he'll take over as head coach great for him but I'm pretty sure the Georgia fans aren't thrilled that their coach is leaving to coach their in-state rivals so that kind of sucks yeah, I've got nothing here. In related news, though, uh, this is very intriguing. A Tennessee judge actually grants an injunction for the NLI investigation at the University of Tennessee. Um, this is an exclusive that the Big Ten versus the SEC podcast has obtained. It's actual audio between University of Tennessee officials and the NCAA. Take a listen. This is the last question. Who is this? This is Flaming Blackwood! Okay, flaming dragon, fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Now, I don't know what kind of pan-Pacific bullshit power play you're trying to pull here, but Asia Jack is my territory. So whatever you're thinking, you better think again. Otherwise, I'm going to have to head down there, and I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. Wow, it's really getting nasty between them two, isn't it? <laughs> And now we'll give a shout out to our fans in Belgium. Belgium, we see you. If any of our listeners have a question or want to cover something about their team, feel free to send us an audio clip to Big Ten versus SEC podcast at gmail.com. We'll air them on our next episode. Maybe. And now let's continue our review of FanDuel's over under for 2024. Let's fucking go. Disclaimer. These are our personal opinions only. Strictly for entertainment value, do not pawn your grandma's jewelry for gambling money based on our opinions. If you have extra money and just want to blow it, please feel free to Venmo us directly at Big Ten versus SEC. Grandma, the meatloaf, now. All right, we're diving right in now. Kentucky. Ooh, I like that. Chat GBT diving right in. <laughs> Go. Kentucky, they're over under six and a half wins. They went seven and six last season. I'm going to have them coming in under. They're losing their QB. They have Brock Vandergriff coming in with not too much playing time. He was once highly regarded as a dual threat prospect in 2021. Not so much right now. His running ability, however, will take some pressure off the O-line. But Kentucky's schedule is tough, so I'm going to go with under. Tough. What does it look like? Well, who, who are they playing? We have Southern Miss. Okay, that's a cupcake what? game. Great. 
Southern Miss <laughs> is South, coming to town? South Carolina, Ooh. Georgia, uh, Miami of Ohio, Old Miss, mm-hmm. Vandy, okay. Mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah. Uh, Auburn, Tennessee. Ooh. Yeah. Murray State, Texas, Louisville. Okay. All right, all right. I like the one thing I will say that I do like about this. I like how they have cupcakes sprinkled in throughout the season and they're mm. not just all at the beginning or all I'm the on end. A diet. I love cupcakes. Everybody loves cupcakes. Thank so I, under on that. All right. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. All right. We're talking about the University of Southern California Trojans coming in to the Big Ten this year. Uh, should be exciting for them and their fan base that never shows up to the game. Last year, they finished in the Pac-17 or 18, six, whatever the hell it was called. It's the, the, the Tupac now. League now. Uh, they were 8-5. and five. Um, Their over and under is going to be seven and a half wins. They are losing their, you know, talented quarterback that transferred out of Oklahoma. That followed their coach. He's gone. Heisman Trophy. Woohoo. They have an atrocious defense, which they've tried to take steps in the right directions to fix that defense. I don't know if it's going to happen overnight. I do like their next quarterback, Miller Moss. He shows potential, but I think this defense is going to be a problem. It's their first year in the Big Ten. It's a different style of play. I got them on an under. I think they're going to be right at seven. I don't see them getting that eighth win, the new year, new quarterback, terrible defense. They're going to they're gonna have some struggles against the Big Ten. Well, okay, their defense definitely needs improvement, right? Can you have that explosive offense and still have a great defense is the question here. Like if you're if your offense is going out and throwing a touchdown in the first, you know, minute that they're on the field and now your defense is back on grinding it away, like what is the remedy to keep this defense fresh? Well, I think having a slower, more sustained passing out or offense, which results in running the ball, which runs the clock, which gives your defense time to rest, which results probably in less time with them on the field, ultimately results in less points you're giving up. Do you think, though, I mean, for me, my solution would be you have depth in your defense so that you're able to, if you're going to run this offense or they're coming on and off the field, you have depth in your defense that you're able to switch out players as needed. Like, I don't care if it's every other play. Well, I think everyone wants depth in their defense, regardless of what their offense is running. It's easier said than done. Got it. You got to be good at your job and you got to be lucky in recruiting to get those right guys. But more often than not, these high powered offenses tend to take a step back with their defenses. And I think it's indicative that the way they play offense hurts their defense. But this is more than just their style of offense. This is just a really bad defensive team. And like I said, they will struggle in year one in Big Ten play. Okay. Uh to South Carolina now. Uh, they're over under. It's five and a half. They went five and seven last year. I'm going to go ahead and just go outright and say under. Georgia State's head coach comes over as the tight ends coach and the run game coordinator. He had worked under both Muschamp and Spurrier as offensive line coach and then later a co-offensive coordinator. I think they maybe have five cupcake games that they've built into their schedule this year. Still, even with Rattler's departure, uh, I think that they can pull that off, but I don't see them having six games. All right. Yeah. I either agree with you or 
So we'll go with what you have. Next up. All right, the Washington Huskies. They were 14-1 and one in last year. Uh, they were undefeated in conference play, took down Oregon twice. Let me get on to the right page. Um, of course, uh, just like USC, are now entering a new conference in the Big Ten. Huge, huge things in this offseason since they, they lost in that national championship game. They lost their the best wide receiver that they had to the draft. Head coach goes to Alabama. Dylan Johnson, the running back that was kind of playing on a broken tire in the national championship game, also declared for uh, the NFL as well as their quarterback, Michael Pennick. So they're getting Jed Fish from Arizona, who is a good coach. I feel I'd like say he is a good coach. Any coach that can win at Arizona, I think, can definitely coach. So I, ju- I just think it might take him some time to get things going there. Uh, like I said, they just need time. He's got to bring in his guys to play his type of style of offense and defense. So I'm interested this year. I got them going under I actually have them right at seven wins. Uh, the first year in the big 10 is if they were in the pack 10, I would definitely have them over, but um, just because it is a completely conference forum, I, I have them right at seven. So we'll, we'll pick under anything with that. No, I agree on that. Losing their head coach, losing their quarterback, running back, new conference, looking at their schedule. I think you're you're right with seven. I don't see eight, but maybe they pull it off. I got to have more cowbell. <laughs> Mississippi State. Over under for them is four and a half. They went five and seven last year. They have a new coaching staff. They're going to face some challenges, getting a cohesive team together. I don't foresee them producing more than four wins in the 2024 season, so obviously I have them under here. Their quarterback um, leaving and then possibly returning shakes up the offense and then also gives a chance for some new QBs to have a chance. So while I think they will eventually get it together, I don't think this is going to be the the season for them, and I see them under with four wins at best. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely see them under. There's a lot of work. Uh, next up is going to be Rutgers, the Scarlet Knight. Last season, they were seven and six in the Big Ten, over and under, right at six and a half. Quarterback play was a key issue with them last year. Gavin Wimsat, 47.8% completion rate. That's not going to cut it. So, what did they do? They got a transfer in conference from Minnesota, Kalika Manis. I, I probably screwed up that name. He last year was about 54.1% completion. A little bit improved. Yeah. So, you know, slightly improvement right out the gate. Shiano's always going to have a strong defense, defensive-minded coach. If he can get enough out of the quarterback position and perhaps a, a decent running game, I definitely could see them being over. I could I could see seven or eight wins. Um, I do have their schedule pulled up here. Cupcakes for the first two weeks. They do play at Virginia Tech, hit or miss whether or not Tech is going to have a good season or not. Then they're followed up by Washington, Nebraska, Wisconsin, UCLA, chalk that up as a win, at USC, October 26th, and then Minnesota, Maryland, Illinois, Michigan State. So they do have probably one of the, the nicest schedules I've seen so far in the Big Ten. I don't know if that's indicative of the Big Ten not really thinking that they're going to do a whole heck of a lot. But I definitely think that they're going to, with this schedule, that Rutgers is definitely going to be over seven wins. So that's where I put my money. I'm your Huckleberry. Yep, he's our Huckleberry. We're over. Okay. So next up.
the Missouri Tigers. Tigers. Over under nine and a half. It went 11 and two last season, but I'm kind of sad to say, I think Mizzou is going to have a little bit of a letdown year this year. They're losing 10 players on their defense. They have a brand new defensive coordinator. I can see a solid seven, maybe eight wins. I don't see nine and I definitely don't see 10. So I'm going to go with under for Mizzou this year. Sorry, Mizzou fans. I just don't think the Tigers are going to be able to pull it off. Yeah, there's a lot of talent to the NFL. I thought they had a really great season this last year. And typically with Missouri, you don't tend to see a great season followed up by another great season. So I do think they do take a step back as well. And I would take the under as well. Next up, we got the Fighting Bilamas, Illinois here. Um, they finished five and seven last year over and under. It's going to be 5.5 wins. Toughest games. Let's see. Let me pull them up here. Let's see. They're playing Kansas out the gate. We don't know what Kansas is going to look like, but last year they were a pretty solid team. Penn State late in September. Got Michigan on the schedule October 19th. Ooh, the next week. After that is going to be Oregon. So it's going to be a tough couple of weeks. So it looks like between September 28th, like basically a month for 30 days, is going to be the meat of their schedule playing Penn State, Michigan, and Oregon with Purdue slapped in the middle of there. So definitely a very doable schedule as well. I, I mean, that's going to be a tough. They'll be lucky to get out of there between the three top teams, Penn State, Michigan, and Oregon. They might not be competitive in any of those games. But definitely the rest of the schedule looks okay but i i don't know if i truly trust this team i know illinois is going to be strong with the defense i don't know too many bilama teams that are not good on defense but this one's too close to call for me so i'm gonna say no bet how about new uh if you're feeling generous leave us a like and a review it's like buying us a drink but you don't have to watch us make bad decisions in real time share this podcast with your friends or better yet your in-laws it'll give them something to talk about during family gatherings your support keeps our spirits high and our sensor working overtime thank you for the sound effect right in the middle of this message you got bueller all right Bueller. bueller let's talk about the indian hoosiers Three and nine last year, over and under five and a half wins. I gotta be honest, I've got no reason at this time to think that you're gonna have a huge jump. They were not particularly good at anything last year. Of course, they had a new coach. I, I there was just nothing that I saw them like, huh, this might be a team that might make a jump in 2024. Well, again, this is where I think FanDuel is really out of whack because three and nine last year, this is second year head coach with these guys and they have them at five and a half. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, like I said, that's where I'd put money on that right now. They're going to be under five wins. Let me take a look at their schedules. Well, they are playing FIU, Western Illinois. Okay. UCLA, Charlotte. Okay. This is the SEC freaking schedule. What's going on here? <laughs> they got Perdont. They've got Michigan State, Nebraska. Nebraska might be a more competitive game than what we're looking at in their past. Yeah, Matt Rule does, but Washington, Michigan are going to be in Ohio State. That's going to be their three toughest games. They're probably going 0 and 3, and it's probably going to be ugly. Definitely the under, and I would put money on it. Next up is going to be Northwestern Wildcat. Eight and five last year. Uh, overachievers last year. FanDuel doesn't believe in them. They've got them at five and a half wins. They open up with Duke. Duke's a solid team from the ACC. Next week is going to be Washington. Their next toughest game is going to be at Iowa, which can be a very tough place to play 
even with a lackluster offense that Iowa traditionally has. They play Purdue, and then they get a bye, and then it's at home against Ohio State, and then at Michigan and finishing with Illinois. It's a tough schedule, and I think it's definitely tougher than what they played last year. There is one thing. I'm a believer in Northwestern Wildcats. So with that, I'm going to say over. I'm your Huckleberry. Yes, I am your Huckleberry. Let's go, Wildcats. Let's get it done this year. Okay, over to Texas A&M. They went 7-6 and six last year. FanDuel has them at 8.5. They have a new coordinator. He ran a highly effective system at Kansas State that often featured the quarterback run, but will their current quarterback... Get it done? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to get it done. Well, they haven't been the same. Like, the only time that they were really good maybe even borderline great was with johnny manziel they haven't been that level since he left they have a good qb prospect and connor wegman coming in but izzy manziel no probably not i think that they likely have a solid seven wins but i don't see anything beyond eight this year i just don't see him getting it done so that's gonna be under for me yeah i would agree with you uh next up what's going on with this ucl la bruin what happened to their coach what are they doing going forward Okay, what? Uh, new head coach, Deshaun Foster. The cupboard's kind of bare there. Um, he has a huge undertaking. They were eight and five, didn't look great last year in the Tupac. I've got them under their five and a half wins. They're not going to get it first year in the Big Ten. Okay, over at Vandy now. FanDuel has them over under at two and a half wins. They went two and ten last season, which is a terrible record. But this year they have Alcorn, Georgia State, Ball State. And Swan, who is their QB, um, could take a step up going into his junior year. I feel like they're going to come out strong and prove a point with Virginia Tech in their first game. So I'm going to have Vanderbilt over. Over? Over. How about new? I'm going to disagree with you. (laughs) I don't have a lot of faith. You don't think they're going to win three games? I don't think they're going to win three games. Alcorn, Georgia State, Ball State. And I, I think that I really do think that they're going to come out strong with Virginia Tech. I I think Vatek's a loss. I think Georgia State's a loss. And Ball State will be close. They might be Alcorn. I don't know. But I'm going to disagree with I you. I mean, their QB's going into his junior year. He's got to do something here if he thinks he's going to well, be anything. Remains to be seen. Fine. All right. Next up, Purdue Boilermakers. Four and eight last year. Over and under four and a half wins. We got head coach Ryan Walters didn't show us a lot last year. The big question, is it going to be Purdue or Perdont? I'm going to say under. I I think it's going to be Perdont. Moving on. LSU, we have an over under of nine and a half. They went 10 and three last year. Their defense continues to struggle. They've surrendered 255 yards per game. They're 118th in the FBS. They have two Ohio State transfers. One of them was J.K. Johnson, who missed all of last year um, because of a leg injury after he enrolled at LSU. So basically two fresh Ohio State transfers on their team this year. Um, And then they have a freshman, Jawan Johnson, who set the Louisiana State High School record as quarterback, but is going to start at LSU as a cornerback. I can foresee seven wins in their schedule, but I'm fairly certain that they're not going to pull off 10. Uh, Looking at their schedule, they have USC to start off the season. 
Crossover. Yeah. Um, Nichols, South Carolina, uh, UCLA, South oh. Alabama. Oh, another crossover games. Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Alabama, Florida, Vandy, and Oklahoma. Uh, I just do not see having 10 wins there. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Disagree with you. Uh, And here's why. So when I look at LSU, as much as I want to hate their coach, Brian Kelly, the guy can coach. They Would they have 10 wins last season? I think they're going to be right there at 10 again. I think they're going to, there's a good possibility they're going to beat Alabama this year. LSU is going to be loaded with talent on that defense. It, they're going to be rocking and rolling. He's going to get someone in that offense that's going to put up numbers. I could see them winning 10 games this year. So I'm going to take the over. Your thought? I just don't see it. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if USC is going to come out and try to prove a point. Like this is a big 10 SEC rivalry game that's going to be a thing now or whatever. Well, you don't think they're going to come out ready to play? Yeah. I, I think uh, LSU is in a better place than USC is right now. LSU is not jumping conferences. They, they are both losing quarterbacks, but I think this LSU team's a lot more talented. Next up. All right, we're rowing the boat. Of course, we're talking about Minnesota Golden Gophers. Wins and losses last year at six and seven. FanDuel has them at an over and under of four and a half wins. I got their schedule pulled up right now, starting out with North Carolina, Rhode Island, Nevada. That you know, there's a good possibility with Drake May leaving that they could be three and zero right there. I don't know that North Carolina to me is going to be a coin flip. Iowa's going to be a loss. Michigan's going to be a loss. USC probably a loss. UCLA might be a toss up. Maryland's a toss up. Illinois is a toss up. Rutgers toss up. Penn State. Well, I take that back. I think Rutgers is probably going to beat them, especially with their quarterback that they had last year. Maybe if he had stuck around and had a year to progress, they might have had a chance. But I just think now we're starting over at the quarterback position. I think Rutgers defense is going to be a little too much for Minnesota. So I got that one as a loss. Penn State's a loss. And I think Wisconsin might be slightly better. So I'm going to have to pick Wisconsin in there. Okay, so you named four, at least four, that were likely wins. Well, I said toss-ups. UCLA is a toss-up. Did I say that was a likely win? That one should be a toss-up. I think that they have five games in them. I'm going to disagree with you. I think that they have five. They went six and seven last year. I hadn't even said what I was going to pick yet. Well, (laughs) you kind of did when you told us that they went six and seven, and then you (laughs) told us how many games they were going to lose. I have the under. I'm I'm not a believer yet in this offense. I don't know. I want to ask PJ Fleck, are the oars in the water? Are you just set adrift? What's going on here? Because no one seems to be rowing the boat in Minnesota right now. Hey, I'm go, go, gophers. Watch them go, go, go. Let's go, Minnesota. I agree to disagree on that one. Our final team. Old Miss. They're over under nine and a half. They went 11 and two last year. Their coach is the king of the portal. But can he put together a cohesive team for this new year. I see the potential for possibly nine wins here, um, but then there's Oklahoma, Georgia, and LSU. And LSU has a bad taste in their mouth from their loss last season. So I can't say with any certainty which way to go on this one. So I'm going to go with a no bet. How about no? I have to disagree. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Kiffin. I like his, he's going to have the offense going. He's a really great offensive mind. I don't care who you put at his quarterback. Like He's going to produce offense. Is their defense going to be there? I don't know. But I think he's going to get 10 wins this year. 
He's a Houdini of college football. How he's going to exactly do it, I'm not sure, especially with losing uh, the best running back in the SEC to Ohio State earlier this offseason. I just feel like he's going to pull the rabbit out of the hat and get that 10 wins. So I would bet the over here. Okay. We'll just have to agree to disagree on that one. We'll see what happens when the season ends. Yeah, see what we'll see. But anyways, that was our last team. If you made it this far, please subscribe, like, leave us a message. Let us know how we're doing, what you want to hear. Maybe we're not spending enough time on your team. Maybe we don't see something that maybe you see. Let us know. Talk about it. Even better, leave us a soundbite. We're glad to hear from you. Again, shout out to Belgium. We know you're out there. Belgium. All right. So that's going to conclude this week. This was the part two uh, from 103. And we just appreciate you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Big Ten versus SEC podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share our podcast with your friends. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch via social media at Big Ten versus SEC. That's B-I-G-1-0 B-S-S-E-C. See you next week for a new episode.